of the hour news. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. This is the Midday News for Friday, September 9. In the headlines, educational consultant Simeon Joseph describes the late Queen Elizabeth II as a woman whose leadership exemplified a balance between power and humility that many of today's leaders are lacking. One person is in custody assisting Antigua police investigations into what appeared to be a double murder at a Pillow Rock residence on September 7. And Britain's new King Charles III is 73 years old and has been preparing for this role for most of his life. And having recently assumed many of the Queen's duties, he is now transitioning into the full role as monarch. The news is brought to you. Compliments, Courts Dominica Limited and Discover Dominica Authority. At Courts Optical, we've got the perfect combination of style and value just for you. Shop from our wide range of stylish frames. And for a limited time, buy one and get a second pair at 80% off. We've got frames as low as $99. Ask about our affordable credit plans from 3 to 24 months. Make your appointment today at courtsoptical.com. Conditions apply. See in store for details. Courts Optical. Value you can see. Let's reunite! From October 20th to 30th, 2022, Dominica invites you to celebrate the World Crayon Music Festival. Three nights of pulsating rhythms on one stage. For more information, visit www.dominicafestivals.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at Dominica Festivals or Instagram at Dominica.Festival. Dominica's World Crayon Music Festival. Celebrating 22 years in 2022. October 28th to 30th. Education consultant Simeon Joseph turns back the pages of history in remembrance of Queen Elizabeth II, describing her as a great leader. Speaking with Q95 this morning, Joseph remembers her as a woman whose leadership exemplified a level of balance between power and humility, something that many leaders of today are lacking. He concluded that although not everyone supports the monarchy, she executed her role as queen with excellence and distinction. She was not responsible for slavery. She was not res- the woman inherited something that was done 200 years before. So no matter how you feel about the monarchy, there must be something. Um, and, and not only that, there is a standard. Uh, there is a standard. And, and Mara would dare say, particularly, um, you know, it's an opportunity, if you will allow me to say that, for us to reflect on our own style of governance and leadership. Because you know, one of the things I've often been bothered by is the fact that. We have inherited a British system of government, one of integrity and accountability and steadiness in governance. They do everything so well. They hold politicians accountable. And so the the system holds them to a certain standard. And so we have a lot to learn. And and whether or not we we, we are anti-colonial or anti-monarchist, there are good things that we can draw from. And with the passing of Queen Elizabeth, this icon of precision, this icon of doing things well, this icon of, of reaching out to people, the icon of representation, the icon of many things, good and noble. I think um, we need to reflect on that today because the passing of every passing of an era should leave with us historical lessons 
upon which we can learn so that we can chat our way into the future. There will be a... Education consultant Simeon Joseph, executive member of the PCOS Women of Dominica, lecturer and public health personnel Trudy Christian, says September is a polycystic ovary syndrome awareness month. In an effort to continue educating PCOS warriors, regional partners are collaborating to present a virtual webinar entitled PCOS and Nutrition Living Beyond a Diet. She says while nutrition is extremely important in managing PCOS symptoms, it can also be very challenging to maintain a healthy routine. The hope is to make the nutrition journey with PCOS more pragmatic by equipping you with practical knowledge and skills. There will be a symposium and I am inviting all women with PCOS or who may know somebody with PCOS who may just want to really better understand the condition and how it can be managed, how treatment of symptoms is possible and how it is possible to thrive even if you have PCOS. I'm inviting everybody to attend and men as well who really just want to know what women are going through and how they can support and assist and lastly on september the 30th that is a friday we are inviting all people all dominicans to wear something teal teal is the color for pcos awareness and on that day we are encouraging people via a social media campaign to wear something in the color teal to take a picture and put it up on social media and hashtag PCOS aware. So this is our social media campaign. It's regional. All the islands of the region will be undergoing the same campaign on the 30th of September, where we are just asking people to show some support for women suffering from PCOS and to wear the color teal to help broaden the awareness for this condition. So that's what is lined up for September, which is PCOS Awareness Month to women who are living with PCOS. Executive member of the PCOS Women of Dominica, lecturer and public health personnel, Trudy Christian. The Dominican Net reported that news of the complete withdrawal of the first Caribbean International Bank from Dominica by January 31, 2023, came as a shock to most Dominicans and has shown a clear light on Dominica's dwindling fortunes. Author of this report, Dr. Thompson Fontaine, says Dominica's financial sector is shrinking fast under the weight of a failed economy, corrupt governance, and a government that has lost its way. By February 1, 2023, there will be one foreign-owned bank and one national bank in all of Dominica. In the heyday of the financial bloom in Dominica, there were five banks, four of which were foreign. First Caribbean International Bank has been forced to close its doors and quietly exit the banking sector. Depositors left with just five months to take their deposits elsewhere while the bank attempted to sell its mortgages. The scared regime is well known to secure massive overdrafts, which not only reduce the availability of resources to the private sector and individuals, but also runs the risk of directly threatening the stability of the bank. This unfettered access by a reckless government to scarce bank resources must give pause to the average depositor, says Fontaine. The Dominica Sixth Form College Sifakol Alumni Association was founded by a group of close-knit graduates who understood the need to combine the skills and resources of all alumni in order to make a significant contribution to the neighborhood. The association's president, Wayne Liebert, stated that one of their members needed dialysis treatment, which inspired the group to take action. To help, they established nonprofit organizations in Dominica and Florida, which facilitated the ability to raise money and donate 
needs dialysis equipment to Dominica. The group is bound together by their shared education and desire to make a significant contribution to Dominica's growth. In a social gathering, probably approximately three years ago, we decided to assist that member. We thought we could offer a lot more to Dominica and to um, CIPCOL alums, raising funds to donate two dialysis uh, machines to Dominica, which was our inaugural project. We've done some other projects since then, raising funds for over $10,000 to the people of uh, St. Vincent and the Grenadines after the hurricane donating five scholarships to uh, students to go to both primary and secondary schools in Dominica. Uh, for the last two years, we've given uh, about a dozen or more subject prizes to the um, graduating students for the Dominica State College. We're here tonight to promote and raise funds for or another project that we're doing in Dominica on October 26th, a White Sunset event. Paul Phillip, an association member, highlighted a few of the activities that would take place before the major event on October 26th. The first thing we're going to do, a day of service. We're going to target two or three different, you know, nonprofit organizations in Dominica, uh, like the Home for the Ages, um, Chances. So we're going to split the group up and solicit the assist to provide a day of service at those three locations. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to have what we call a, a party picnic, preferably at either the beach or the river. But we want to have just a great get-together, no fee to anybody. Third activity would be more serious, but it is a fundraiser. So we're going to use the opportunity of being in Dominica and all of these uh, people visiting Dominica to raise funds to, to further this mission as well as to donate a significant portion of it to the uh, Home for the Ages. According to Wayne Liebert, president of the association, the debut, White Sunset, will transport you on a wonderful musical voyage through the fusion of Dominican and international music. Generally, before the weekend of the World Creole Music Festival, there used to be Creole in the Park in Dominica, which is absent this year. And we're going to fill the void with what called a White Sunset event with a hint of Creole asking that everybody dress in all white with a hint of Creole in, to come and enjoy this event. Currently, we have Carlin XP, Major Mystic, Ecstasy, and Selector Urban performing. There are a lot more to come, so you can expect to have a night of fun. This is almost like an all-VIP event. Still on the local scene, there is a lot of research that shows how the pandemic negatively impacted students, said UWP Senator Clement Masle, who expressed his disappointment when he learned that students had to return to face-to-face -face classes with the same limitations in that capacity. Masle continued by saying that he recently read an article on the wearing of face masks and how it can affect students. He spoke on the Workers' Voice program Thursday night. I was rather disappointed that the students had to re return to class with okay. the same um, limitations. And um, bearing in mind, there's a lot of research as to how the pandemic um, negatively impacted the students. And, and even the, I was reading an article on the wearing of the mask and the ability for the students to, or pupils to be able to um, actively participate and, and during that critical growth period of their life, how 
the the absence of a full smile might change and the limitations in or the possible impacts on on the normal functioning of the body which we could by now we should have already reviewed and um, evaluated the situation and allow that level of comfort in the in the, in the classroom for the students um, bearing in mind that we are almost out of the, the woods as it relates to COVID. Uh, maybe some in some spheres we would relate that that we are out because you'd see um, the large gatherings without the, the real mask and, and what is happening right now. And um, I am certain that there will, there will be further consideration to improve um, the product for the Creole Music Festival. But it doesn't have to take those those um, grand occasions or make a grand standing on those simple matters there. We have to look at the young minds and, and be a little more concerned when, as it relates to, to uh, their level of comfort and how well it could contribute to their learning and, and creating that supportive learning environment and to ensure that our young people are always at the forefront of our planning and our strategizing. And um, that, is, that is a very important thing. UWP Senator Clement Masla. Agriculture Minister Fidel Grant says Dominica is pursuing all the UN Sustainable Development Goals and associated targets to deliver to its citizens security, well-being, healthy food with nutrition security, as well as a sustained environment for future generations. Grant was speaking at the official launch of the Resilient Livelihoods and Food Security through Data, Digitalization and Sectoral Linkages Project. The project will be implemented in Dominica and St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Dominica has made substantial progress in this regard and continues to deliver on its promise to improve people's livelihoods through resilience and a development agenda. This has been more pronounced in recent years where the mantra Building Back Better post-Hurricane Maria has taken new meaning and has become the foundation to our continued development. Our strategic agenda speaks to building resilience given our vulnerability to climate change and predisposition to the impactful natural disasters. Agriculture Minister Fidel Grant and Acting Festival's Events Manager with Discover Dominica Authority Samantha Leta says the DDA is putting together a FET calendar in addition to its Independence Calendar, which is a collaborative effort with the Division of Culture. This will allow patrons to see everywhere they can attend activities throughout the season. She made the announcement during a local radio program. So, you know, I mean, I know we've gotten some of the boutiques coming in already, ordering persons already, telling us, hey, start, start promoting, tell people start coming and buy. Even the um, seamstresses are yeah. busy already. So, so you know, the spillover of this is, is a very important for the government of Dominica yes. as the presenting sponsors, that we're bringing in people to the destination, but we're also ensuring that the economic benefits yes. to the vendors, the taxis, the accommodation, the tour guides, the seamstresses, the, the, the restaurants, everybody the- benefits tremendously. 100 plus percent for the World Korean Music Festival. In other news this afternoon, one person is allegedly in custody assisting the Antigua police with investigations into what appeared to be double murders at a Pillar Rock residence on Wednesday, September 7th. News quickly went into circulation late that night after the body of a Mexican man was found in the pool shortly after 9.30 p.m. The man reportedly had what appeared to be a gunshot wound to the head. However, the police are reporting that he also had multiple gunshot wounds to his body. In a press release, 
the police said a search was mounted for another male who was discovered missing at around the same time. However, a body found floating in the pool early Thursday, September 8th, is believed to be that person. A source claims the pool is very deep, and that is why investigations might have missed the second body, which also bore multiple gunshot wounds. Reports say the sound of gunshots had been heard by a police officer working at the Royalton Antigua Resort, where the slain men had held the positions of human resources manager and accounting manager, respectively. And Britain's new King Charles III is 73 years old and is taking on a role he had been preparing to accept for most of his life. Charles recently assumed many of the Queen's duties, but taking the role of the monarch is still a huge transition. CBS News royal contributor Julian Payne has more. Julian, thanks for joining us. I, I first want to Good start morning. off by acknowledging, um, you know, the Queen was very young when she took the throne. And now we have her son who's in his 70s. We know about his beliefs, his personal feelings. How do you think that will impact the monarchy? You're absolutely right. This is a very different situation now. We have somebody who is taking the throne, exceeding the throne at 73 years old. Now, there is no way of getting around it. He is not in the first flush of youth, but what we will see instead of that is more than 50 years of experience on the world stage. He met Winston Churchill. He met every prime minister since then, every world leader. And that experience is something that he will be able to bring to his British prime minister, but also the other leaders of the realms and the Commonwealth around the world. So really, we're seeing an exchange of youth to one of experience. Julian, I like, I like your wording there. The first flush of youth, I'm going to be using that. But you know him very well, and the perception is that he has wanted to be king for a very long time. I want to know, A, is that true? Number two, number two is it a um, bittersweet time for him? Because if he has wanted to be king for a very long time, on the other hand, he's also lost his mother, who he affectionately called Mummy. What do you, how do you think he's feeling? What do you think he's thinking today? So look, I, I, I think that this is undoubtedly a moment of real personal sadness for King Charles III now. What's a comfort, I think, in a strange way is he has a duty to perform. And in many ways, this is the reality of the situation. Many people have said over the years that this is, some, this is a role he's been desperately trying to get hold of. The reality is, I've talked to him about it. I know his attitude, and it is simply this. It is a role that he was ready to take on when the time came. He, like his mother, takes the view that this is about duty and service. You do your duty, you provide the service to the nation when you're asked to do it. You don't seek it out, you don't try and get hold of it, but when it comes to you, you take on that role and you do it to the best of your ability. So as we stand here today, I think he will have private moments of reflection when like any son who's lost his mother, he's gonna be terribly sad. But at the yeah. same time, he's got to begin his new reign. So he's going to address your nation later today. What do you expect to hear from him? Uh, that's right. I fully expect him to begin by uh, praising his mother and her legacy and saying what that means to both him personally and us as a nation. Then I think he'll talk about the days ahead and what, what he hopes to do as a servant of the people. Don't forget, the last time the Queen signed off a national address, she signed it off as your servant. And I know that's very much the approach that he has. So I expect a little bit of that in there as well. Yeah, duty actually means something in the UK and they follow that very strictly. And that's the midday news, but first a recap of our headlines.
Education consultant Simeon Joseph describes the late Queen Elizabeth II as a woman whose leadership exemplified a balance between power and humility. One person is in custody assisting Antigua police investigations into what appeared to be double murders at a Pillar Rock residence on September 7th. And Britain's new King Charles III is 73 years old and has been preparing for this role for most of his life. And having recently assumed many of the Queen's duties, he is now transitioning into the full role as monarch. The news was brought to you. Compliments, Courts Dominica Limited and Discover Dominica Authority. I am Kimberly Benjamin.